Hey everyone, and welcome to the premiere episode of Teaching Tales. I am your host, Brent Coley, and joining me for this inaugural broadcast. Did I say that right, Jen? Yes, the inaugural broadcast is uh, my good friend and fellow educator, the one, the only, Jennifer Wagner. Jen, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Brent, for asking. Awesome. And Jen, I always call you Jen. That's fine. Okay. Just don't call me Jenny. Just don't call you Jenny. I've never called you Jenny, and I never will now that you said don't. that. No, no, no. We're, we're going to continue to call you Jen. Okay, so Jen, tell us a little bit. Tell our, lis- our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, hi, I'm Jen Wagner, and I live in Southern California. Um, I've been in education since 1982. Um, wandered into tech in 1993 and never left. And I love creative ideas. My beginning was in um, preschool, so I've always been used to chaos and creativity and centers. And in my free time, I host projects for teachers at projectsbygen.com. Very cool. You're also a Google certified teacher. And I just became a um, brain pop ambassador, and I'm working on becoming a Microsoft innovative educator as well. Outstanding. And a discovery guru. And you're a discovery, I was going to mention, a discovery education guru as well. Pretty much a, a jack of all trades, a Jane of all trades, but yes. not a Jenny of all trades. No, not a Jenny a of Jen all trades. A Jen of all trades. All right. Well, since this is the first broadcast, I want to kind of give our listeners, which right now is pretty much my mom and dad, so hopefully we'll get a little wider audience than that, but let everyone know, what what is Teaching Tales? What is that about? And in one word, this podcast is stories. I I love stories. Uh, Jen, do you like listening to stories? I do. Yes. I mean, we're both people of faith. Whenever I'm in church, for example, and the pastor in the middle of his message stops and he tells a story to illustrate a point, I, t- I lean forward. I love hearing stories. And a little background, I mean, I have a lot of stories. I've been, this is my 21st year in education. I spent 15 teaching fourth and fifth grade, then spent two years as an assistant principal at a middle school, and I'm now in year four as a principal of an elementary school of the greatest school in the world, Alta Murrieta. Go Mustangs, shout out there. Hashtag Alter Rocks. And um, I have a lot of stories to tell. (laughs) 21 years, you've got more than that. We've got a lot of stories to tell. And that's where the idea came for this podcast is with stories come lessons learned. And I thought, you know what? It would be cool to share some of my stories, but not limit it there. So what I'm looking to do is every episode have a different guest on. And we're just going to tell some stories and share the lessons that we learned from those stories. So, uh, Jen, are you ready? I am ready. Jen, t- I'm going to pour myself a cup of coffee. Tell me a story, or a couple stories if you'd like. Well, when you first told me about your podcast and what you were going to do, I knew the first story that I wanted to tell right away. Um, and then the second story happened just recently, and it, it is a good um, seesaw for this. Um, about four years ago, Vicki Sedwick, a good friend of both of ours, mm-hmm. introduced me to coding, and I was sort of on the bandwagon, but sort of not, but decided to introduce it to my kids. 
And I was sitting there watching them code within the app Codable, and um, the lights were off in the lab, kids were working independently, and all of a sudden one of my kids just threw his hands up in the air and yelled, I did it. Nice. And then instantly turned to the kid next to him to show him what he had done. And it was a light bulb moment, and luckily I had my camera out because I had been taking pictures, and I have captured it. It's on my um, Twitter and my Facebook feed. But I went from not being on the bandwagon to coding to needing to know more nice. because he wasn't just engaged. And he was enthusiastic. And my classroom is always creative, and my classroom is is a, a wonderful place to be. But um, this was beyond joy. Oh, yeah. This was, he was thrilled. And I wanted to know more. And um, I became a huge fan of coding, not just because it's problem-solving for the kids, <clears throat> but it honestly was, I think, the first time in my lab that I ever saw my kids starting to reach out to teach other kids what they learned. And I totally changed that day from being a teacher who um, did not allow my kids pretty much to get out of their seats and move and help to... It, it changed the dynamics of my classroom. Mm -hmm. I saw the power of... Um, and I was so blessed that I captured that moment. Yeah, the fact that you had your camera, that, that I had is, my that camera. is awesome. How yeah. many times do we think, oh, yeah. if I only could have got yeah. that on tape. It's a moment that I have in my heart, but I also have um, it on Facebook as on well. Facebook as well. Um, and what it taught me besides coding was to be aware of what's happening in my classroom, to notice my kids, which then we'll seesaw us to what happened last week. Mm -hmm. My school is an accelerated reader school, and we do star testing and um, for first grade through sixth grade. And when we were looking at one of the scores of one of the first graders this past week, um, I and his teacher noticed he had taken the test in five minutes, and there's no way you could take 34 questions in five minutes. Not well. Not well. <laughs> and his score was not well. Sure. And... Um, um, I wasn't watching, mm -hmm. and I missed, I did not, for some reason he wasn't on my radar that day, and it's the opposite of noticing everything to not noticing, and it was a wake-up call to me. You told me something just recently, I don't remember, um, it was two words, and it was when you watch, you make sure that you're keeping your eyes on your si group. Situational awareness. Yes, I can get lost by helping one student or a small group of students, mm -hmm. or teachers even, mm -hmm. and not notice what was going on. So it was a good, I know there is like a seesaw, they're totally opposite, but one was because I captured an event that was so life-changing, it made a difference in my class. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I missed a mm. moment that is now life-changing and will change my class mm. because I need to stay more aware to what's going on in the class. And um, and I can lose myself with a small group yeah, and it, turn my whole back to the rest of the class. And, and praise God, I have good, good kids <laughs> <laughs> that, that behave. And, yeah. and we have a cozy area. When they're in the, sitting in the cozy area, it's like um, they're content. Yeah. But... I it's, just, e it's easy to do yes. with, with a small group to be so focused there. But, yeah, when we were talking, we were chatting yesterday, and that situational <coughs> awareness, one of my good friends did his uh, 
his PhD, his dissertation, uh, and did a lot of research on that and found that situational awareness is one of the, from a teaching perspective, but also a, a leadership perspective, it's one of the one of the highest indicators for success is being aware of of your surroundings. What's going on? So Which is driving too. There you which go. Which is pretty much a yeah. lot of things yeah. is being aware of what's around you. And I I know for myself I can have tunnel vision sometimes. Yeah. I think we all can, but just the fact that you're through that experience you've recognized that and it's something that you're I mean that's 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 what this is about is experiences and as as we listen to this podcast this one and other episodes there's going to be stories of successes and yeah. stories of I know I've got some stories where I will candidly share some <laughs> not my proudest moments but Okay so share one. Well, I'm going to save the one I'm thinking of. I'm going to save that for another episode. But uh but I'm going to kind of flip what you you talked about situational awareness and 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 seeing and being aware of what's going on, I'm going to kind of flip it the other direction in terms of students being aware. Uh, I think it was my sixth year of teaching. I was teaching back in Fullerton, and we had a, uh, a day called Literature Appreciation Day. It was now a lot of schools have Dr. Seuss's birthday, mm -hmm. and before they had those types of things, we did a day, it was actually on Dr. Seuss's birthday, where we set up uh, a schedule where teachers would go and visit other classrooms and read to the kids. Kids came in PJs. We moved desks to the side. It, it was just a day completely devoted to reading. It was awesome. I taught fifth grade at the time, so I was scheduled to visit a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth grade classroom. And I was I was stoked about it because, A, I got to wear PJs that day, but also I was excited to, to visit the sixth grade classroom because I was going to get to visit and see some of my oh, former, former students. some of my former students because it was a K six school, which is fun where where I taught. So I remember coming in, setting up in front of the classroom of that sixth grade classroom, and as I typically, as I would always do when I would read aloud to kids, I would have the book at one hand in one hand, and I would have a water bottle in my second hand because I would get parched after reading. And I remember I was reading, and at some point I kind of stopped. And so imagine, I mean, Jen, you're seeing me hold a water bottle right now, but listeners, you kind of imagine I'm holding the book with my left hand and I'm holding a water bottle with my right hand. And I would, I paused for a second and I unscrewed the cap with my right hand, took a drink of water and then screwed the cap back on. But picture that all being done with without just, dropping it, without dropping the bottle, or it's all, the book is held in the left. I'm unscrewing the cap, taking a drink, and screwing the cap back on with my right hand. So the fingers of my right hand. And right when I was done, one of the girls in the front row, she her head went back and she went, "Oh my gosh, I totally remember that." And I remember stopping, and kind of looking down, and and. Uh, looking saying Bobby so Bobby if you're listening to this shout out to you hope the, that you're doing well I, I think you're in med school right now you were one of my awesome students I will never forget you Bobby said oh, I'll never forget that I said Bobby never forget what what are you talking about and she said when you would read to us in class because she was one of my former students when you would read to us in class you would always do that you would always unscrew the cap of your water bottle with one hand and screw it back on with one hand. And I was always amazed by that. And that, it totally hit me, Jen, because at that point, I never in my life had once 
thought about any novelty of unscrewing the cap with one hand. Not once. But I realized, oh my gosh, she was watching everything. And I taught Bobby for two years. I taught her in fourth, and then when I moved up to fifth grade, she followed me. So I taught her for 360 total days, countless lessons in math, reading, language art, everything. But on that day, she re that's not what she remembered. She remembered that I unscrewed a water bottle with one hand. And the lesson that I learned is, oh my gosh, what an awesome responsibility. They're watching everything we do, oh, Jen. All the time. I mean, and, and we're always teaching, even when we don't realize that we're teaching that it's, it's the hidden curriculum so to speak they're, they're watching stuff and last year I'm now a principal I had a similar situation where at our annual talent show at the end of the year we had um, one of the groups one of the closing acts was doing the whip and nene they were doing the little dance move and they asked me beforehand Mr. Coley will you join us join us like toward the end and do a little <coughs> do the dance and I um, imagine the male equivalent, if you're a Seinfeld fan, the, the male equivalent of Elaine Bennis dancing. That's pretty much me. It's, it's not pretty, but I said sure, because that's what principals do. They embarrass themselves. So I get up there, and at my toward the end of the song, it was my cue, and I came on stage, and I had a baseball hat on, and I kind of got ready, and I, I flipped my hat on backwards because I was getting into, getting into the mode, my hip-hop mode, and, and I started busting a move. And if you want to see what that looks like, you can go to my YouTube channel or my website and, and search for uh, paying attention. I have a blog post about that. And, of course, the kids laughed at my dancing. It wasn't pretty. But after that, here's the lesson learned. After that, kids came up to me for the rest of the day saying, Obviously, they laughed at my dancing, but what they said most of all was, Mr. Coley, you broke the dress code. And I remember thinking, what are you talking? Mr. Coley, you turned your hat on backwards. You were always telling us you're not allowed to wear your hat backwards. Yeah. And I'm busted. Yeah. They're right. I was not. I have been preaching since I'm not. That's our dress code. You yeah. don't wear hats on backwards. And even though in my mind I was starting to get into character, yeah. I didn't even realize it, but they did. And virtually every kid who came up to me, they didn't say, oh, nice dancing. They said, Mr. Coley, you broke the dress code. Mm -hmm. And I had no other option but to say, you're right, guys. Yeah. I wasn't thinking, and I apologized and said, Mr. Coley, Mr. Coley messed up. <laughs> so once again, another example that they're watching everything, even at a talent show. When I, So... That's my lesson. I mean, your lesson, <laughs> we have to be watching. We need to be watching them. We need to be watching them. And remember that they're watching us. That they're us. watching us as well. And, yeah. and that can be scary. Yeah. But also think about, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording. It's like, what an opportunity. Are they, what are they going to notice? Are they going to watch me holding the door open for people? Mm -hmm. Are they going to notice that I'm saying please and thank you to people? Are they going to notice the kindness? To, I mean... It's not just a, oh, geez, they're watching, so I have to make sure I don't mess up. What a golden opportunity to model good behavior and good citizenship and things like that. So anything else you want to add, Jen? No, this is fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the guests that you might have and hearing their stories. I, I like hearing the 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 good and what we can learn from each other as well. I 
Thank you. Well, Jen, thanks you, thank you for joining me. I, I enjoyed your stories, and like you said, I'm looking forward to hearing what some other teachers and administrators have to share as well. And Jen, if somebody wants to find you online, where, where would they go? Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm Jen Wagner. And if you want to find me um, at my website, yeah, just go to projectsbyjen.com. Projectsbyjen.com. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Hope you'll join us for the next broadcast. Have a wonderful day.